Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Ravens football is officially back. The first training camp of the 2022 season kicked off Wednesday, and the excitement in the air was palpable. We have a full practice report, including which players were in attendance and who stood out the most with attention-grabbing plays. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Thursday, July 28th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. So Marlon Humphrey and Rashad Bateman are each ready to put on a show with a series of upcoming training camp battles still to come. And by the end of it, Humphrey hopes Bateman will prove he's a legitimate number one wide receiver for the franchise. And Bateman himself has a message for anyone who is worried about Lamar Jackson's contract status. We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So Wednesday featured the first training camp practice of the 2022 season. Sarah, set the scene from the castle. Oh my goodness. Excitement was through the roof. It was a bright and sunny afternoon. And the Ravens really tried to make it this fun, family, and fan-friendly environment. The biggest thing was... Coming out of the tunnel where the Ravens players run out, they lined that whole thing up with kids. And the joy that was on their face was just unbridled. And especially when Lamar Jackson came out to greet them, it was just a happy and excited environment to be in. Place looked like a total circus, but let's shift gears, right? John Harbaugh promised to make widespread changes after they endured several injuries during practice last summer. We know this including the cornerback Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards. Did they make good on that promise, though, a year later? Yeah, you could, they definitely did. The changes were very evident. They were hard to miss. I think the first thing that stood out, Bobby, is that the practices were during the afternoon instead of the morning. And so apparently, according to John Harbaugh, they did all this research, they did studies, and they felt like practicing in the afternoon was better because practicing in the morning kind of had a shock to the system and the players' bodies. So this way they kind of got to wake up with a controlled weight lift in the morning. They make sure they've got nutrition. They have mental reps. So that was the first thing. They did it later in the day. 
Then on top of it, once they got to practice, the practice was only 90 minutes. And then of those 90 minutes, there was very little full team work. In fact, there was only about 10 plays where it was the full 11-on-11 drill. So it was clear the Ravens were trying to keep them healthy. It's not going to stay that way. Harbaugh said that they will ramp things up over the first four or five days of practice. And then by Monday, it'll be the first one where they're fully padded and hitting. So the theme is health. Stay healthy, no injuries, and knock on wood, there were no known injuries from the first day of practice. All right, thank goodness. But let's get to what everybody's wondering. Who was participating in camp, and were there any surprise players not involved in day one? I wouldn't say there were any major surprises. I think everyone that we expected not to participate didn't. I suppose you could say that Ben Cleveland was the surprise. Early in the morning, the Ravens announced that he was going on the non-football injury list, which usually means that he failed the conditioning test. This happens. It's like death taxes and somebody fails the conditioning test. It happens every year. We've seen past Ravens do it. Haloti Nada and Jacoby Jones. So it usually takes a day or two for those types of players to go ahead and pass those conditioning tests, and then they get out on the field. Um, The Ravens conditioning test is infamous. Everybody says it's the toughest around the league, so we'll see if Cleveland gets back, but at least he's healthy. Other than that, we knew the six players on the PUP list. All those guys were not out there, but of those guys, Ronnie Stanley and Marcus Peters, they were on the field watching practice, so that was a good sign. And then... Our guy, J.K. Dobbins, okay? He was out there in uniform, but he wasn't in team practices. And he made it very clear that he wants to be out there. Here's head coach John Harbaugh talking about that. J.K. definitely wants to go. He's made it very clear. And he's not just clear in the fact that he he tells everybody all the time. I told him again today, I I know how you feel about that. You've told me. Uh, But uh, that's up to the doctors and him, and uh, they'll work it out. As soon as he's back out there, we'll be coaching him real hard. He's doing an individual period with the trainers right now. So, um, you know, I'm excited to get him back, hopefully soon. Okay, so, yeah, obviously Dobbins is chomping at the pit, but per doctor's orders, you got to stay sidelined for now, J.K. What about who made headlines with standout plays? Fans are obviously especially curious about the Ravens' passing game in recent years, as we know, Sarah. Right. Well, just to reiterate, there wasn't a lot of 11-on-11 work, so there's not a lot of plays to choose from. But of those 10 plays where they were full team, by far the standout play was Lamar Jackson finding Devin Duvernay. If you haven't seen it, the Ravens have posted on their website and social media channels this play. It's coming from the pocket. Yes, Lamar can throw from the pocket. People in Baltimore know that, but it seems like the national people don't know as much. And he threw this 20 or 30-yard pass, Bobby, that was perfectly timed and perfectly placed to Duvernay, who was being covered by Kevon Seymour. And Seymour was lock and step with him. He even tried to swipe at the ball, but anything Seymour could do was fruitless because the Lamar put it in a place that only Duvernay could get it on his back shoulder. And a kudos to Duvernay, too, because he used his body well. He adjusted well. It was nice to see the chemistry between this quarterback and wide receiver, especially Juvenet as he tries to become the starter across from Bateman. So that was by far the standout play. Overall, Lamar Jackson was reportedly 5 for 8 of passing in 11-on-11s. He had one incompletion that was on him. He let a ball sail over Prochet. 
but the others were throwaways or drops. Outside of the passing game, Odafe Owe participated in full team drills, which he did not do a month ago during minicamp after offseason shoulder injury. And I mean, several reporters commented on his speed off the edge and that he just looks like a blur. Tight end Nick Boyle, very active. So that was a good sign for him as he continues to come back from that knee injury. According to the Baltimore Sun, he caught a lot of the same types of seam passes that he got in 2019. So very active. Doesn't mean he was perfect. There was one pass to him that got knocked down. There was one he dropped, but then there was one where he went sky high to reel in a catch. Really good sign for him. And then finally, Bobby, Justin Tucker, that guy just being Justin Tucker. He went six for six per Jeff Zrebeck of The Athletic. And then rookie punter and holder Jordan Stout showed no issues in setting him up holding the ball. More things change, the more they stay the same for JT9. He is something else. Gearing up for season number 11 now in the NFL, all of which has been with the Baltimore Ravens, of course. Coming up, it's time for Rashad Bateman to make a big jump and become a legitimate number one wide receiver. Well, we all know the Ravens are showing faith in their young wide receivers, especially in second-year wideout Rashad Bateman. A lot seems to be riding on his shoulders. Bobby, what are the expectations for him? Yeah, I mean, to be that guy, right? To become the legitimate wide receiver one that he was drafted to be here in Baltimore, Sarah. I mean, remember, after missing almost all of training camp last year, his first-ever camp in the NFL, and the first five games of the season with that groin injury, Bateman finished with over 500 yards receiving and one touchdown catch last year. So, you know, realistically, he'll need to double those yards and score a lot more touchdowns to be classified as a true number one. But John Harbaugh thinks Bateman's up for the challenge. His teammates do as well. Matter of fact, Harbaugh said that Rashad can have a, quote, big jump this year and already feels that the 22-year-old is off to a good start. So a good sign there. Meanwhile, though, Marlon Humphrey, who he's been going up against of course, in practice here in the early going, says he's highly anticipating some one-on-one matchups this summer. I know what he can do on the field. I know he hasn't you know, shown it yet, but anyone around here in the building has seen what he can do, and um, I think him being that number one guy, I think he'll lead the guys well, and just all the receivers in general. You know, I want our secondary to be the best secondary, and the only way you get that is if you got really good guys to cover in practice. So I think we got, you know, we got the ability to really sharpen each other. So I'm, I'm really excited about those battles with you know, Bateman and Pro and Duve and just all the guys we got. I think, you know, with T and D-Rob and all those guys, what they're doing with coaching, I think it'll be some really good battles. So I'm, I'm super excited for those matchups, especially the ones with uh, Bateman. Yeah, and Humphrey went on to say that when he first got into the league, he looked forward to playing against successful wide receivers because, I mean, let's face it, that's how he could make a name for himself. Now that he's an all-pro, he sees the tables have turned and things have actually come full circle. Young wide receivers are out to make a name for themselves against him now, and that's exactly what Bateman can do as the two go head-to-head for the next several weeks at camp. All right, all the noise surrounding Lamar Jackson's contract obviously isn't going away. Every member of the organization who took questions from the media at the podium was asked about it. So, Sarah, what did his teammates have to say? Well, first of all, Rashad Bateman was clear and to the point. He thinks everyone should back off and shouldn't be worried about it at all. If Lamar is not concerned about the contract, 
nobody should be concerned about the contract. So, um, and that's not up to us. We're going to let whoever handle that handle it, and we're going to just play football. That's what we're called here to do, and that's what we're going to focus on. Okay, so Bateman has a point, but I doubt that it's going to make any sort of impact. Everybody is still going to be talking about the contract until it's actually signed. I mean, fans, it's understandable. They love Lamar, and they want to see him locked up. So they just want the contract to happen to know that their guy is going to stay here. Plus, it has an impact on the salary cap, so fans have an interest in that. And, of course, nobody wants to see Lamar potentially get hurt without insurance, but on that point, as Bateman says, let Lamar worry about that. And then there was Kevin Zeitler. He was asked about it, and here's what he had to say. For a guy who's negotiating, he hasn't said a word, and he just, his value just keeps going up. I mean, it's amazing. And for anyone who gives him crap, I mean, he's in charge of his own destiny right now, and I think that's the way he likes it, the way he plays, the way he prepares, the person he is. And I think in the long run, he's just going to keep winning. Okay, right here, Zeitler is just speaking facts. A year ago at this time, there were just three $40 million a year quarterbacks, Now there are seven. So the longer that Jackson sits back and sticks to himself, the closer he'll get to becoming a $50 million per year quarterback. And then finally, Marlon Humphrey, he had something to say for sure. He says that few people actually believe that Jackson really isn't concerned about his contract, but apparently that's the truth. He isn't. It's obviously a very strange situation for everybody else including me, but whenever I talk to him, he's just like, I'll get it done when it gets done. So it's, for some people, for some reason, people can't really believe that, but all the guys on the team know that's kind of true. And when he feels like he wants to do that, um, he'll, he'll do it. So it's, it's very unique in that way, but that's kind of just the truth that he just, the guy loves football. I've never seen such a humble guy. And before we jump, here's some other quick news items you need to know. We begin with right guard Kevin Zeitler. He likes the new additions to the Ravens' offensive line. The 11-year vet was very complimentary of new rookie center Tyler Linderbaum. He also thinks the added veterans will make a big difference, too. Coming in, we have talented, like, middle-aged players, and it's like, this is good stuff. We're all in the right spot. Now it's up to us to put it all together and get it going. So... We got the right bricks, now let's build one hell of a wall. And speaking of the offensive line, Ronnie Stanley continues to get closer to making his long-anticipated return. John Harbaugh likes what he's seen so far off the field, saying the all-pro tackle's body composition is really good. Harbaugh said, quote, he's really close to where he's been in the past when he's been at his best. So I give him a lot of credit for the training that he's done. We'll just get the ankle there, close quote. And finally, here's a classic Lamar Jackson story, as told by the storyteller himself for this team, Marlon Humphrey. The guy loves football. I've never seen such a humble guy. I always tell people this story. I was in Owings Mills, and I saw Lamar walk into an IHOP. And I thought to myself, like, he's a pretty famous guy. I don't, I don't know how well this is going to work. Like, I, don't think, I think people will get up out of their seats and start. And then five minutes later, he's getting escorted out of the IHOP because it was just too much. So he thinks he's a very normal guy, but I'm like, Lamar, you're, you are Lamar Jackson. You're not, a, you're not me. You can't just do normal things. So he, he thinks he's very normal, and he is in the building, but he's outside of the building. He's just a, such a superstar. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged in to all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please subscribe, leave a five-star rating, 
and share it with a friend. That's all the time we've got in this episode. We'll be back Friday morning with Ravens news you need to know. Come on back and start your day with us here on the Ravens Vault. <laughs>